Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, we're going to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Take two. That's right, John. This is the second time we've started this podcast. <laughs> this week, we are talking about if this generation ended today, what would be the best games? That's right. Generation of, of games. Of systems. game consoles. Sorry. Not just like normal. Not people. Just not, not like, there's other generations of things. Like generation yeah. of iPhone. What would be? True. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Of game it's systems. Just, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about the best games of this generation um, a little bit later. That's right. Um, and uh, so... That's gonna be exciting. It is exciting. So this this week we're recording some some podcasts in advance. So if it's a preemptive strike. This is a preemptive strike, and uh, and yeah. So that's that's what's but these, happening. This is still relevant. So don't turn off your 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 podcast. That's app. right. It's it. This is one of those that like I don't think within the next like month or so that the uh, you know the the generation will will end or anything. So it's like we're this is definitely a, still a very very current yeah thing yeah. Yeah. So um, we don't have a whole lot of uh, what have you been up to recently. That's true. I can talk about but some things. No, no, hang on. Oh. I'm, I'm just going to ask you uh, what you're excited for um, game-wise, movie-wise, comic-wise, or TV-wise this year. I like that. Um, because we're going to be looking you know, back at this generation, I feel like looking forward for the first part would be good, too. So the first thing that I'm pumped about that's coming up very, very quickly um, is the Red Dead Redemption uh, yeah. in, in October. Right. Um, I'm super pumped with that, too. So, like, we'll have to figure out how we're going to deal with that in our in our uh, looking back on the generation. That's right. Because they have I, – I, I mean, I haven't played it, but it has been announced. And we know it's coming out. I feel like it's going to be great. I do, too. I mean, that's the thing, like, but we're talking, like, if it ended at the end of, like, we'll say, before before this holiday season starts. So, I guess, like, okay. the biggest release of this, like, 2018 holiday season, the first first big release is, like, September. So, if it ended at the end of, like, you know, July or whatever, All like, right. if, if it just kind of, like, ends abruptly. When does, uh, when does what Spider-Man would be? come out? Uh, which one? Spider-Man. Spider-Man comes out like the first week in September or okay. second week in September. Okay. Like the so before that too. Like that. Yeah. So before so that. now. <laughs> so basically right now, if the, like, again, if the, if it were to end right now, yeah. then what would be the best games? Yeah. And I feel like this summer. So what's interesting is this summer is really slow for games. Yep. Um, since about E3, I mean, typically we'll have like one big summer release, um, where like last year it was like some some Switch stuff came out um, mm-hmm. where it was like oh Splatoon two and then mm-hmm. they had uh, what was the other one there was another one that came out um, around oh, Arms came out like er- mm-hmm. earlier but like right before E three and so like we had some bigger like Switch releases but this and then I guess the previous year was that Arkham Knight or was it two years before <sighs> I think Arkham Knight was two thousand fifteen okay so two years before so like right? sometimes we've just inevitably had that big like June release yeah uh, yeah I mean sometimes like we've had yeah Arkham Knight was a June release. I think um, The Last of Us, I think, was a June release. Mm, yeah, that's um, right. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I think Uncharted 4 was a June release. That's not, or maybe just before E3, I think it came Possibly, out. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I want to I say I was like, oh, I don't think they'll show that at E3 or whatever. Um, so. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But yeah, typically there's something new to play in summer. Yeah. And we just don't have much this this summer. So like not this really. is uh, kind of one of those good dead times to talk about it. It's you definitely know? Fortnite. Definitely Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite is it, dude. Which you know how we were saying we in June we needed to uh uh play uh 
Yeah. Star Wars. That never happened. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. Hopefully, maybe by the time this airs, it's happened. <laughs> Hopefully, we've done like it, I don't. I mean, I think I have it installed on my my, my uh, box now. So like, because I I don't have like an external hard drive. So the uh, the installation process of like, okay, what am I gonna play? Oh gosh, you're is, like, deleting a, stuff all the time. It's like a it's the shuffle game there of like, oh, well, I'm not playing Titanfall. Let me wow. just uh, let me just erase that. Wow. Um, but. So looking forward to, I guess Spider Man is the first thing that I'm looking forward to, yeah. and so that'll be the next, uh, like the, the next big game that I feel like I I dive into that's new, yeah. And then Red Dead after that, and then I'm not sure about where the Call of Duty falls for me this year because like Black Ops typically like I'm I'm all in for like Black Ops, but it only comes out like a couple weeks before like Red Dead, and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna have the oh, really? time. I mean like let's look at the, let me look at the dates, but but. It's right there with Red Dead, and I'm like, I don't know if, if a couple of weeks is enough time to really get what I want out of that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's, uh, I mean, obviously I'm going to play a lot of Red Dead. Um, right. I don't even know, like, I want to I talk about, like, where where is your excitement level for the Destiny expansion? Oh, man. That's a good that's a good question. Yeah, October 12th is uh, Black Ops 4, and then October 26th, two weeks later is Red Dead Redemption. No, so I just I feel like I'm not going to get it day one. Not going to no. get that Black Ops 4 day one. However, GameStop released, like recently released their, uh, like, hey, our pre-orders are, here's what they look like for the rest of the year to their stockholders or whatever. And apparently Black Ops 4 is like the most pre-ordered game really? like for a long time. So I don't know Weird, if it's, it's going to beat Black Ops 3 or 2, but it's very, like, it's... it's. I mean, Black Ops 2 is my favorite multiplayer ever. Yeah. And I think of any game. Black Ops has taken the mantle from uh, Modern Warfare as, like, the, oh, yeah, I mean, the Call of Duty. It's a, it's a defunct franchise. Like, there's nothing else in there. Like, well, I mean, like, whoops, Treyarch is, is now the premier, like, Call of Duty developer, which is is strange, you know, whenever you think about Infinity Ward was the yeah. premier Call of Duty developer for, you know, Black Ops, or uh, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. So, and moving into Ghosts. So, yeah. Then there was that. <laughs> Ghost was terrible. But anyway, so... Uh, that being said, like where where's your excitement level for the Destiny expansion? Because like the Destiny expansion, I don't, ex- I, don't I don't care. I don't even know. Like I, I was looking at the pre order bonuses, right? So they're like, oh, here here's what you can get pre order bonus wise with that expansion. And man, I just don't know if I care that much. Like, I, I need a I need to play with somebody to like bust through and get up to level so we can do this raid. Maybe it will excite me a little bit more. I just I I just don't know. Like I don't think I want to sink as much time as I used to into Destiny anymore. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing is, like, I still have the affinity for it. Like, I still have the, like, mentality of, like, oh, man, I really want that gun or I really want that cool outfit or whatever. But at the same time, like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to have a ton of, like, time. This is the thing. I mean, so we probably should have, maybe, maybe next week we'll we'll hit this a little bit harder or something yeah. like that. But because normally we do, like, what are we what are we getting this, this fall? That's and right. Like, I mean, right now we're recording this ahead of time, so I haven't really, like, uh, had a ton of time to think about it. I haven't run the numbers yet. But like in my mind, like the games I'm super excited about are Spider-Man, um, Black Ops 4, Red Dead Redemption, Forza Horizon 4, and... Oh, man, Forza Horizon 4. And that's pretty much it. Can we just say that Forza Horizon 4 is like this sneaky like game that like 
pops up and I'm like, oh man, ah, I forgot that game was coming out and I'm so excited about it. Like yeah. I'm going to put a, a bunch of like time into that game. Yeah. And so that's going to remove time from other games and it's not going to remove time from Red Dead Redemption. I'm going to play that game like For to sure. its fullest. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Spider-Man, same sort of deal. Like I'll try to like pretty much wrap up Spider-Man before Red Dead comes out like a couple weeks later, like, you know, a month later, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, month and month and change, almost two months that's later. That's the thing. There's no way I'm going to be able to play Call of Duty in between those. Like, in addition to Spider-Man before Red Dead Redemption, I don't even know if I'll be able to finish Spider-Man before Red Dead Redemption. I mean, that's that's true, too. I mean, like, it's it's a month and a half, like, for Spider-Man, and I feel like I'm going to have to, like, like kind of buckle down and play like power that. power through so. it, yeah. Um, which is unfortunate, you know, because it's like, that's just, sometimes that's how it goes, because, like, I, but I'll... I don't know. It's it's a situation where Red Dead Redemption is not gonna not gonna fall away, and uh, and I don't think that Forza Horizon Four is gonna fall away because that's just such a relaxing game. Like yeah. even I found myself with Forza Horizon Three, I would get done with a game session of like Destiny or a game session of like some other other game that I've been playing and be like, okay, I want to just unwind like after that like experience of a raid or of like multiplayer or whatever. And so I would just like for 15 minutes load into Forza Horizon three and just drive around listening to really cool tunes. Um, and so like that, that is not going to go away. Like that'll definitely be a thing that'll be like, Oh, let me just wrap up the night by cruising around, uh, <laughs> cruising around the old, the old England yeah. and, uh, and jam to some tunes, you know, take a couple ramps, go off road, race a, a blimp. Cause I don't know what, what other vehicles, like what other weird vehicles are they going to have you race in this game? Cause like they've done so many of them <laughs> in that franchise. I kind of wish they would do dirt bikes. Did, wasn't there a dirt bike in the trailer? There was. I like. Do you wish? It, that, do you wish that we could drive the dirt yes. bike? Okay. I think it's just like one of those things that like they're going alongside you. Yeah, like the like the speedboat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or the train. What was it? Was it the train in uh, in Forza Horizon Three? Train. We've done. So let's just think. So for over the Forza Horizons, I I haven't played one. Yeah, one one. There Fultron was some cool has. stuff too. Uh, like you. Uh, but two, you do like a uh, a biplane. Biplane. There's a giant jet in the Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the speed boats. That's right. There's uh the first train. one in Forza Horizon Three was the uh, helicopter with the jeep hanging underneath oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that cool. was awesome. Because like somebody's in the in the jeep like shouting at you the whole time. I thought that was awesome. Is there anything else? I was like, that's a cool element of personality in a uh, racing game that you don't get very much anymore. Like For of sure. like he's just jeering you from the uh, he's like hey from the jeep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But those are the games that I'm most excited about. Everything like so the ones that like the big ones that typically on a normal year, non Red Dead Redemption year, yeah, I would be excited for that just kind of like are falling away from me right now yeah. are the Black Ops Four, right? Yeah. So that one's like I'm like I, that one's a lower tier where it's like okay, I have the the top tier of like Spider Man, Red Dead, Forza Horizon Four, and then it's like Black Ops, and then. Below that, probably even is uh, Tomb Raider. Mm. Like, oh man, I forgot about Tomb Raider. Tomb John. Raider comes out right in between Spider Man. Oh, good grief! And uh, Red Dead Redemption. And it's like Tomb Raider is is gonna be amazing. It looks fantastic. This is stupid. I know. So that's kind of like the. Uh... All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see how it pans out. You'll hear us <laughs> talk about it on the show. That's right. Um. And uh, we'll see how 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 all that happens. I 
speaking of, yeah, another game that we need to play. I uh, I want to get back into some Sea of Thieves at some point, dude. The next expansion is supposed to come out soon. Will it be out by the time people hear this? Probably. Okay. Well, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> to uh, I guess pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> Chris. Yes. Hit me with your pick of the week. All right, John. My pick of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about because for the past um, month or two, I guess it'll be like two months by the time that people hear this. Yeah. Um, I've been watching through Star Trek Voyager. Ooh, it's a good one. I've watched it before, but like it was such a long time ago. It was back whenever you watched it. Yep. And it was like sporadically. Now I'm like, I sat down, I'm going through it. Episode by episode, watching it, and such a great show. It is fantastic. It's like I mean, it. Uh, the Next Generation is my favorite Star Trek, but Voyager is definitely second. It's interesting the the parallels that are between like Next Generation and Voyager. Where like the first two seasons of Next Generation were kind of rough, yeah, and then the first like one or two seasons of Voyager are also like kind of somewhat. I'm okay with it. Like, yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah. Um, because like it's such a unique kind of it's a almost a, it's a lost in space kind of vibe, yep. you know, and, and they're very self-contained stories. There's no like you're not worrying about Starfleet that much. It's like how That's do right. we survive out here? Uh, you have two crews smashed together, uh, can't communicate with anyone back home. Yeah, that was a really cool like the 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 uh, smashed together crews was a cool element to uh, that that to the first season uh, of that show that like yeah. really like. Pushed things forward dramatically for well, me. And you're trying to do things that you don't see the rest of the the series do. Like, hey, we need to find energy resources, or we need, we don't ha- our replicators aren't working. How do we grow food and make food and water and all that kind of stuff? Like, it's, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of like taking the page. Or I guess the Martian kind of takes a page out of that. But it's a survival. There's a survival aspect to it. Yeah, and I guess you get to investigate those questions that you've never really had about it. Like, it's always just been like, oh, of course they just have gas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, of course they just have food, you know, in the right. replicator, like, or whatever. Like, But this kind of gets into the, how does it work? Right. But how? And it, like, creates a dramatic reason in order to, like, investigate some of those things and, yeah. and world build in that way, which is cool. Yeah. I would say, like, if you guys uh, enjoy Star Trek or if you enjoy, like, space stuff in general, Voyager's a great a great series. Dude, and uh, Captain Janeway is amazing. Captain Janeway's amazing. Yep. Um, I like, I mean, I honestly, I think it's got some of the most interesting characters in all the Star Treks. Agreed. Uh, the uh, the um, Vulcan, uh, Tuvok. Tuvok. I just, just yes. looked at my Secu- phone to find out his name. Security officer. He's awesome. As well, like I just, oh, yeah. I, I like, I like anytime there's like a Vulcan in in uh, Star Trek. It's like, oh man, it's like this is fascinating. So, yeah. Baylana, she's like half human and half Klingon. Yeah, um, she's pretty awesome. It's awesome. And then there's seven of nine. Seven of nine. The uh, the Borg. Yep. Uh, well, she's not in there in the first season. Yeah, she doesn't come in there until till later on. But yeah. she was awesome so, as well. Um, uh, I think Dakota is the first officer. That's right. He is Native American. And then got some cool things about him. The the doctor as well being the hologram, the hologram is really hologram cool. Doctor. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that one was fun. Well, and it's a different take on like okay, well, it's not just like you know, an, an next generation data is an android, right? Kind of explore some of those things. This is literally a hologram. You That's know? a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, and like you can't. I, 
does he leave the ship at some point? Like, I feel like he le- like left the ship. Like, can like somehow like was able to leave the ship at one point. And was like, oh, Not, this is unique. Yeah, I I don't remember if like because right now he's confined to sick bay in the right. first season. Right. And I th- and they've referenced how they're gonna try to like make him able to move around. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. Sorry, yeah. spoilers for anybody who who. It's a great. It's a great it. series. You should check it out. You should watch it. Uh, I I'm in, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Whenever I originally watched it, it was a really long time ago. Yeah. Um. And uh. And I got hooked on. It was like before you could TiVo things. Or like you could do. Do you could tape things like with like your physical tape or whatever. VHS. But I, yeah. I never really did that. And so like I literally just watched it every single night on reruns at like late night or whatever at like nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. And, uh, and so that was, that was my experience of watching through that show. And so it's, it's, it's really good, man. It's, I, I really enjoyed it back in the day. Still enjoy it whenever I pick up uh, the odd episode. Now it was my favorite show for a really long time. Yeah. It's a good show. Such a good one, man. My pick of the week, Chris. So I have the option of, of two different switch games that I can do, but I'm going to pick one and I'm going to pick one that, uh, you will have probably more interest in just innately from the description. It's Yoku's Island Express. Mm. This is a pinball game, but it's a Metroidvania pinball game. So the the concept is you are a little dung beetle. Okay. And uh, you arrive as the mailman for this island. And, uh, and you get to the, as the mail carrier for this island, the way that you traverse it is you roll your little like pinball, like rather than having a, 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 a ball of dung, you have like a pin pinball yeah. and you're rolling it around. And the way that you get around is like, you use the flippers to like flip yourself all, you know, through all the different platforms and like to get from one area to the other. Yeah. And, uh, and it's super fun, man. That's awesome. It's like you have like these different pinball tables where you're like, oh, well, how do I, how do I trigger this door to open that door and uh, and to get up to the next level, or how do I get enough fruit to be able to pay off somebody to let me through or whatever? Like, and so the fruit is the this the points. Yeah. So you score enough points in a t- pinball table, go over here to this this other flipper, unlock a flipper, and you can get up to a new level or whatever. That's awesome. Um, you also slowly unlock like other platforming abilities, um, throughout the entire game. So like that. That's the Metroidvania aspect of it, where it's like, oh, these were walled off areas, and uh, and you level yourself up to where now you can go back to these other areas and uh, and and go to these unlock unlockable little small arenas, and then fight a boss or something there. Nice. Um, but it is super fun, man. It is a is really cute. Like I, I laughed and smiled a lot more than I anticipated because I was like, oh man, pinball. I like pinball. I like digital pinball or whatever. And uh, and I like Metroidvanias. So this should be like kind of right up my alley. Um, but I didn't anticipate it just being as charming as it is. Yeah. And it's like you're the the sounds you make and like the little like kind of I don't know island esque music that they have that goes throughout the thing. Yeah. Like it's just really a a unique game. And uh, and it's worth worth the the money that you would you put into. It. I think it, if you can catch it on sale, obviously it'll be less than this. But it's like twenty bucks or something like that. And it's a it's a solid experience. Like I think I spent a grand total of uh, like I don't know, maybe ten hours in it, um, nice. something like that. So it's like if if you break that down to like how much how much that would be, um, it's really a reasonable reasonable price for that. And uh, I I enjoyed the game quite a lot. Yeah, I've seen some uh, some gameplay of it. And it looks awesome. Um, I like just the like the mix of two genres, basically platforming and pinball stuff. Like that's pretty cool. Um, kind of innovative. And it looks 
like the art art looked really cool. Yeah, so. I mean, it's like it's such a bright game uh, and and colorful kind of uh, world that you're you're living in, and all the characters are very very fun, very inviting. And uh, yeah, I played it more than 10 hours is what this says. So it's in between 10 and 15 is the way I think they break it down on the Switch. I was just mm. looking at my Switch for the time. Um, and yeah, I did I did a lot of things in it. Like there's other uh, things that you can do post-game um, that like you can get the final, final ending of the game because you're trying to save the uh, the island, one of the, the large, like the benevolent creature on the island or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do that, you have to like do different tasks for the, the other inhabitants and like they'll they'll help you out, basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you do this for me, I'll help you. And so like you do that for them. All the while, you're delivering mail all across the entire <laughs> island. And uh, and so there's that element of it as well. Just How much is a, it? It's 20 bucks. That's not bad. Being a, being a little dung beetle delivering mail on an island it's if that sounds like that (laughs) sounds like something you've always dreamed of it does then then go for it definitely and pinball also is there all right chris yes main topic time yep the the generation has abruptly ended of of the gaming consoles we have the playstation 4 no more the xbox one it's gone it's Xbox won't. I don't know. I, I was the trying switch. to switch. Yeah, switch. It switched off. <laughs> wow. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, and then uh, the PC. It just. I don't know. I just, I, so do we? Do we want to say five games a piece that we think are the the like generation defining kind of games, like that sort of thing, yeah. or like uh, like how how are well, you going to come up with yeah, your the, list? Yeah, that's different. Like generation defining is different than best games. It's true. Because I'm going to say things like Titanfall 1 is a generation-defining game. Mm, Yeah, I agree with that. But um, it was not one of the best games. No, no. Um, It is interesting to me, though, that like Titanfall 2... Still not one of the best games. Still not one of the best games. best campaigns. But it's also not quite as... Generation defining. Honestly, well, yeah, because you know? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't new at that point. Yeah, it's not 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 fresh, not new. Yeah. So yeah, I say I say like let's do five each. Okay, and let's kind of just go back and forth and uh, and say so these are our the best games. Like, are these the best games or are these our favorite games as well? Because there's a slight difference <laughs> there too. Oh my gosh. Um, let's just say, let's say best. Let's say best. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, so Chris, what is your first? The first, and are these in order for you or are no, these kind of like just, these are yeah, just like five free, of the best? Free for all, games? Yeah. Okay, okay. Like my first it. game is Zelda Breath of the Wild. That is also my first game. Well, it can't be now, so it's been off my list. I'm going to have to come up with another one <laughs> to have a grand total of 10 games, Chris. We have to do it. But come on, like, it's, you know, um, one of the best open world RPGs of all time. Um, it expanded, like, what we thought of open world games in terms of traversal and. Yeah. Um, like just climbing. Um, it's just it's such a great game. We've talked about it so much on here, but like we haven't. I don't think we have yet seen the impact that it will have on open world games. I don't think we will for a little while, because like, every every big open world game that kind of is coming out now was being developed while. Breath of the Wild was still like not out. Yeah, like we haven't we haven't quite hit the the games that started development after Breath of the Wild came out. And so like yeah, I mean as far as the traversal stuff goes, like that's if the if there's one big thing that they did 
that was super innovative. It's the traversal. It's like being able to climb everything. Yeah. And it's like, sure, some things are less interesting to climb than other things in that game. And you're going to have that, but it's, it still is a fun mechanic and it's a really cool, cool way to insert that into a survival kind of aspect. Cause right. like they borrowed things from the survival genre. Um, and just kind of basically it's a survival game with climbing everything. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the part of it that, that blows my mind and, and will, impact things forever it's 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 honestly in my this isn't just my top like 10 or top five game you know whatever like it's probably one of my top five games of all time at yeah. this point you yeah. know it's like it's it's probably up there with with the other games that we've talked about in the past so um my first game god of war mm. and uh playstation exclusive super good game dude See, that's what i'm saying it's like that's where i'm kind of like oh we know like Spider-Man is probably going to be great. Yeah. And we know that Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably going to be great. Yeah. Something about, like, that's unique about God of War in, in this instance of, like, being one of the best games or whatever is that they've taken a franchise and not, like, rebooted it. It's not, like, a hard reboot. Because, like, all of the past, all of the, the past few games, like, God of War 1, 2, 3, they still exist in this lore. It's just they've done a soft reboot where it's like, oh, let's take these characters and then, okay, they've traveled up to here because there was nothing left to do at the in the world that they were in. And so you trans transplant them into the the Norse mythology up there. And, and that aspect of it continues this character that people have this affinity for, but also for people like me that are just jumping in for the first time, there isn't that barrier of entry, like where I'm not like, Oh man, what happened in God of war? One, two, three. It's like, I, I can infer that from, from what they kind of place at you in this game. And it doesn't matter largely for the narrative that they're telling throughout, throughout this. And the way that they handled a lot of those characters of like making them all interesting, making them all very complex twists and turns it didn't end up how i uh, originally like had thought that it probably would like and so you know it sets it up for potential other other games you know in that franchise like ongoing from this one where it's like are we gonna have a god a god of war like this one a two and a three like i don't know like i don't yeah. know where we go from here it just took something that was a franchise that kind of had worked itself to its limit and then twisted it and made it like oh here's a here's a left turn now we're over here yeah in a, such a way like so many times like you get sequels to games and uh, or or movies even and it's like well this is i don't know i could have done without that sequel or whatever yeah. and uh and this is not that like this is just as good if not better than the you know the games that came before so god of war man yep god of war what is your next game my next game is Fortnite. Ooh. Obviously. Like, it's yeah. become a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Like, everyone knows what it is. Um, it is beyond, like, this is has reached, you know, as it's part of our, our popular culture now. Yeah. It is not, I mean, in, in almost the same way that, like, you know, for a short time, Pokemon Go was, mm -hmm. what was that? It wasn't last summer, was it? Or was it two summers ago? Yeah, that was, um, uh, that was, oh, man, that was two summers ago. Two summers ago. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in just the same way that, like, Pokemon Go was, but like this has the staying power and the lasting um, kind of legacy. Like, uh, you know, and it just continually, it it pulls people in and then pulls people back in after, the, you know, like it's yeah. pulled me back in uh, when it, since it came out on Switch. And yeah. Um, and it's not, and it's not even like that it pulled me back into Switch exclusively. It pulled me back into like, well, the game, like they're doing some cool things with it, you know? They're, yeah. Um, I you know we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show a few weeks ago about the the rocket launch and now you know by the time people are hearing this we're in the new season and it's yeah. like I 
I am continually impressed by you know what people Epic has been able to do with this game. It's it's funny like the longevity that it's ha- had because if you think about it, before it was the save like the save the world game, like it, yeah. it, before it was the uh, the battle royale game, it was save the world, and it's yeah. just like a horde mode kind of zombie tower defense esque game and it was kind of struggling in that way but then they they took this they were like hey we can do the the battle royale thing fairly easily and developed that over a short period of time and have continuously updated and developed that and it really has up to the game like i i literally would never have tried fortnite aside from what they've done with the battle royale stuff and even whenever it originally came out i was like oh this oh, just sure. seems like a well and, a, and that's what that's what that's what fortnite is now yeah. you know like yeah it's not uh, the save the world is like nah. Save that's the just, world is the B B side now. Yeah, you know. Well, and then like it's it, when it originally came out, it was like whenever I played it, the first like week that it came out, I was like, oh, this is just a free to play PUBG, and then I put it down for like a month. And then picked it back up whenever somebody was like, oh, let's play some Fortnite because it's awesome. And I pl- was like, okay, let me just give it a shot. And holy cow, they had completely changed the way it all felt and made it amazing. And uh, and so like that constant updating, that constant like looking forward to the next thing. Even I think about like if they saw a dip of players in like earlier this year after one of the seasons, they got them back with this rocket launch mm-hmm. because it's like hey not only is there uh, the seasonal big seasonal changing events we're gonna do an event that is in game in real time and mm-hmm. so like that got a lot of people i feel like back in a lot of our friends like back in and a lot of our the people that we uh we game with like back in so yeah it's uh it's fascinating how they continuously bring those things up so. for sure i mean it, it's just uh you know something we haven't seen before it's, it's it's cool to see it'll be interesting to see if it you know pokemon go fizzled out with that within like a month i feel like oh this has lasted way longer than that but yeah. it'll be interesting to see if this you know a year from now we're still talking about Fortnite. well we should say pokemon go fizzled out within a month for like the majority of people like there are still like a smaller group of people like they're, doing, they're doing pokemon but go fest ter- again for the second year in a row but in terms of you know just like being a like the thing that everyone's talking about everyone's playing like a mainstream yeah zeitgeist type of a thing right cultural phenomenon right. yeah i agree because there's, there's, I mean, there's people that play candy crush still and it's you know it's true Still one of the highest like mobile game profitable mobile games. Is it? I think so. Fairly fairly certain. Seems ridiculous. It seems ridiculous. That's what I've thought as well every time I've seen it. Anyway, my next game, Chris. Second game on my list. Between two, and I'm gonna just go Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Such a good game. Like it's a it's a 3D platformer. I would say it is the best 3D platformer I have played in years. Mm. Like since probably Mario 64. Like mm. it's just it's a uh, it's a tight experience. It doesn't get better than the way that game controls and the way that they like dump you into a, a unique interesting world and then go guess what? There's something for you to get everywhere. Like there are things where it's like, Oh, can I get up there? I don't think I'm intended to get up there, but I'm going to try to get up there. And then you'll platform your way, get up there some weird like way where like this had to be like a glitch and you get up there and there's something there for you. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo has placed like a reward, like, Oh, here's a bunch of gold coins mm-hmm. just cause you were, you know, dumb enough to try to get up here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that level of detail and attention to like what people are going to be doing in this game, how people will try to break the game in that, way and uh it 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 is second to none in that genre and so i had a really good time playing that game i think it's one of the best games of this generation yeah i i i like it a lot um i don't uh i think it's a great game i'm not disputing that 
um, it, it didn't impact me the same way things like you know Zelda mm-hmm. did. Um, I mean, in terms of quality, yeah, but in terms of just like you know staying power with me at least, it wasn't it wasn't that. I'll second I'll second some of that because like the uh, it definitely the the debate and a lot of like gaming sites and a lot of like communities was like oh is mario odyssey your game of the year or zelda your game of the year and i'm like no it's not mario odyssey hands down it's zelda yeah like there's no comparison to like the way that these games do things like change the genre or like because it's like what it feels like for me for super mario odyssey is that this is what all of the 3d platformers from you know years ago were trying to do like this is this This is is the the, refinement of it not the changing of it right this is like the best of like and and you go into the 2d worlds like and and travel through that like so there's these mechanics in there that that are unique to it but it also like takes together all of the things that other 3d platforms whether it's banjo kazooie whether it's uh uh, crash bandicoot or whatever they were trying to do these things Mm -hmm. and it makes it perfect and so for that genre, like this is, this is in my mind, like the best that you can do without changing the game yeah. of all of these other 3d platformers. So like, I, so Zelda definitely blows it out of the water in terms of like this completely changes adventure games. This changes open world games and makes things like this is a, a brand new thing. Yeah. And uh, whereas Mario Odyssey is just like, this is the best of something. Yeah. So Yeah. Am I on number three or four now? I think this is number three for me. All right. You. So number three for me. I know. Th- so this is with the asterisk. Destiny 1. Ooh. Now, knowing that Destiny 1 was also on last-gen consoles, but by the time we hit our final expansion, yeah. was no longer. I think after the Taken King. I don't even know if the Taken King was on last-gen consoles. Okay. I think with Taken King, we moved fully on to, like, we are only on Xbox One and PS4. That's a good point. So this is, into my mind. In my mind, where we ended with Destiny One, yeah, was a next gen game. Was a this gen game, and it's primarily where I played Destiny One. Oh yeah, and I I th- I don't know why did I have a 360 version of Destiny One? Did, did it come out for a few weeks on before that on that it, platform? I think it might have been on sale at some point, and you just were like, okay, I'm gonna grab that. Okay, or it might have been like. Because I had the PS4 and was Xbox there an, One. Was there an upgrade-like thing In where it's like, oh, alpha. if you buy it for, for your 360 and then upgrade to the Xbox One version, like, did you something? get a, like, a discount or was it free or something? I don't know. There was, there was something in there where like you didn't pay like full yeah. price for both of those versions. So anyway, so even though it was on last gen, this yeah. is, so, but, so Destiny 1 um, honestly changed the way a lot of people thought about gaming on consoles. I'll agree with um, that too. And brought in like a lot of MMO aspects uh, into a really really fun first person shooter, shared world yeah. shooter, um, brought in, um, made you know like raiding part of the mainstream. Again, this is another thing like Fortnite, another you know like where it's like this was a huge cultural phenomenon, cultural shift. Yeah. And this we are like this is like this is why I say like with um, things like Zelda, like we haven't seen the effects of it yet. Mm-hmm. We're just now kind of seeing the effects of. Um, Destiny on other games. You know, you have Anthem that comes out this next spring is EA's answer to to Destiny. Yeah. Um, even things uh, like the Division that we saw, they weren't like fully realized. Like the Division Two that comes out uh, later this year mm-hmm. will be like they'll will finally have quote unquote raids in yep. that. So like we're finally now seeing like full fledged answers to Destiny. 
one yeah. from other other companies. Yeah, and it's interesting like that that before that there was not like a like a uh, ongoing persistent like type of a subscription service or like this is a games as service like wasn't as big of a thing like it's like oh it wasn't really a thing for consoles consoles. yeah yeah you would get the game and then maybe by the season pass and that's how like that's what the games as service kind (laughs) of was it's funny that like the shift that you know because like you know we remember one of microsoft's big missteps whenever they were talking about the xbox one was like talking about Persistent have to be always online, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And everyone yeah. like revolted. What's the biggest, what are the biggest games of this generation right now <laughs> that we're talking about? Yeah. You know, Destiny, yeah. Fortnite, like the games you cannot play unless you're connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, like, again, you know, you look back, I mean, hindsight's always 2020. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I think Microsoft was right on the money with like talking about what is the future of gaming? Yeah. Always online, persistent online games. Yeah, game worlds where people are all in it at the same time, have things happen at the same time. That's definitely the future. They just didn't communicate it well, and we're a little ahead of like where you know they. It was like the Dreamcast. Yeah. Dreamcast putting an Ethernet uh, port in the <laughs> in every box. You're gonna play Fantasy Star Online right. online, and everyone's like, "No, we're it's not." Like, what? what are we talking about? What is this? It's a console. You just play you, you games. Just plug it in your TV. So, um, I. Th- that's why Destiny won. You know, like yeah. we are again. We're just now seeing kind of like the effects it's had on the industry. But people have been talking about like as you know, we're making a Destiny like and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, and it really did. It changed the way that I played games. That was the first game that I played for um, over two hundred hours. I, I think it, I think my final count was around four hundred hours in that game. I mean, I think like they nailed that balance of like, okay, how do we bring the MMO tendencies, yeah, like MMO light. Yeah. to console games, you know, and like they definitely did that. I think that also a lot of people underestimated how easy of a transition it was to be like being a Call of Duty kind of player because like that's what I would I have identified myself yeah. as pre-Destiny really was like I play Call of Duty and then I play like single player games. Yeah. Where it's like I'm always like I'm hopping in for a match here and a match there. And so I was always online anyway, but then whenever Destiny came out, it was like, "Oh, well, they sort of have that in the Crucible stuff, which I didn't end up enjoying as much. But then they have this like online stuff of like, let's go play PVE, let's raid up with like you know five other people and and go do mm-hmm. this thing. Like it got its teeth into me in a, in such a way that I it was the same kind of hooks that I had with Call of Duty, where it's like, oh, this is a short match, or like, hey, this is a grind session in Destiny. You know, you just have these these transitional things where it's like, I think a lot of people underestimated how that transition can happen from like a call yeah. of duty, you know, first person shooter to destiny an MMO like game. So, yeah. Well, and, and like the other part that I think like I hadn't seen, I mean the closest thing I'd seen to like creating like groups of friends around a specific game was whenever we were doing zombies for call of duty. Yeah. You know, we're like, okay, this is our group of friends that we run the zombies with. And, um, that was really it. Like, I know, like, there's on PC, there's been World of Warcraft for a long time. And right. Like, we just hadn't seen that kind of thing on consoles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so then to, you know, create clans and groups who are running raids and Destiny, like, that was just something that was kind of new to the console landscape. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my number three. I like it, dude. My number three is, uh, is one that, like, I hesitate to say it because of something that's going to come out later this year, but mm. Forza Horizon 3 mm. is the best 
racer, I would say. And like, I mean, it's an arcade racer, but the best racer of this generation Definitely. so far. Yeah. Um, that all may change in a couple weeks whenever Forza Horizon 4 launches, but um, that remains to be seen. Like, this game stands alone regardless of whatever the franchise does moving forward. Because mm. it's like every single time they've released a Forza Horizon game, it's been like, oh man, Forza Horizon 1, this is the best arcade like open world racer that you can have. And then mm-hmm. it's like, how are they going to top it? Then they top it with Forza Horizon 2. And I said the same thing. We're like, man, I, how are they going to beat this game in 3? And then they did. And so even if they don't beat the heights of Forza Horizon 3 with Forza Horizon 4, if they just match it, I'm like, holy cow, that's a, quite the feat because this is this is almost a perfect uh, open world arcade racer, mm. and uh, it's gorgeous. Playing with friends was pretty seamless. Like loading from the single player uh, side of it into like a multiplayer match was you'd be in the same location in, in their like the online world that you were in whenever you just left your world, and they would be there with you all of a sudden. Um, the challenges, the way that they they map out, like you can do whatever you want. You can it can be the type of game that you want. Hey, if I don't really like racing, um, I can go and do all of the ramps and still progress that way and get new cars and get credits for that. Um, if I just want to uh, to do races or just want to do off road races, like I can customize that and just do the off road races and never have to touch like. Uh, a, a sports car if you don't want to um it's really fun man and, and you could also get in in levels of depth with like the tuning of the cars you can get down to like hey i want the psi to be a certain psi on, on my mm-hmm. my tires um but you didn't have to you didn't have to get into that either it provided an easy way for somebody like me to be like i'm just gonna load somebody else's like they just say best tune for drifting or best tune for you know whatever grip and uh which those are always my favorites i always go for the grip man (laughs) um and uh and just load that and see if that works and so like they they the way that they've curated a lot of that content the the user created content made things really easily and streamlined it and made somebody like me interested in cars like I'm, I, I never before those games really wasn't like super into like the sports car thing. I'm like, oh, I, I could probably point out a, a, um, a Firebird or something like that, or like a, oh, you know, that's a Ferrari. But now I'm like, I can identify a lot of these like supercars whenever you see them on the road. Like, oh, that's a Porsche, mm-hmm. you know, from the symbol or from, and you know a little bit about those companies and like how what their philosophies are because they present that to you, um, in this this ridiculous level of detail. So yeah. Forza Horizon Three, man. Such a good game. Yeah. Number four for me is maybe more of a personal thing than a widely widely regarded. Okay. uh, Firewatch. Okay. I think Firewatch has taken um, the walking simulator and is the best representation of a walking simulator that we have gotten so far. Um, You know, I've played Gone Home. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've played. Walking simulators. Um, I played several walking simulators and it, it uses all the kind of like pieces of it. Mm. it. It's at times scary. It's at times very heartfelt. It's at times, um, puzzly. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, but it never loses the sense of like, okay, this is like a story and like, this is about these characters and it, it, um, it's just a really, really good game. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't know that it was widely regarded as like, you know, like, hey, this is one of the best games of the generation. That seems right. insane. But like walking simulators are a fairly new genre. And 
that is the best one of them all. Like if I was going to have someone start somewhere, hmm. I would have them start there. Interesting. Not like Gone Home or something like that. Like Gone I Home mean, was kind of the first one that broke through the to the to the masses. Yeah, and I, I just don't think I don't think Gone Home is for everyone. Hmm. I don't think think it's as easily accessible. Um, because a lot of Gone Home kind of like relies on nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and if you're like, you know, if, if you didn't grow up, you know, in the, um, or have any kind of like sentimental connection to the eighties or, you know, punk rock music right. or, you know, just like that kind of like what the, the things that it addresses, then you're not going to really like connect emotionally to the game. I much. get that. And it's also like there's a level of I want to say like polish to Firewatch that you maybe like but it's I think it's mainly just like the art style of like of Firewatch yeah. is gorgeous to look at as well. Yeah. Where it's like from a game like whenever you're looking at a game like there are, there are it's like is it pretty? It does mm-hmm. it play well? Like no bugs, that sort of thing. And then how is the how is the gameplay and story? And so walking simulators are all really similar as far as gameplay goes. And uh, and so, but they all have different weightiness on the story. So, walking similarly, kind of like you gauge them based on the, uh, the how it looks, whether it has bugs, and then what the story is. And so, I feel like in that regard, just looking at the you know looking at the two games side by side, like a gameplay, like a screenshot of Firewatch and and Gone Home. I feel like Firewatch, like any of those screenshots, like the uh, the concept art by by Ali Moss, like it really does have this quality to it that you just don't you don't get in a lot of common like just just every like all of the other games it's, yeah. it's just gorgeous man i'm trying to find i can't find it real fast but um there was uh one of the um one of the lead designers on um firewatch who works for campo santo hmm. um was uh showing on twitter there was like a, a string of uh this is um an asset from Firewatch. Like, I guess her whole point was, if you, if you as a game designer, tr- are trying to make everything perfect, hmm. you're never going to end up making your game, which hmm. is true for any creative endeavor. Like, one hundred percent, you know, you can tweak till the very, very end. You know, and like, I think uh, Jared, Jay Pinions, and I were talking about this last night. Where it's like, you know, directors, you know, like all the time are talking about like how you like you're always, yeah, you're like you're always until the until drop dead date, you are tinkering with it, which is true. Yeah, um, and you know, you see people <laughs> like. You know, you see people like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg even go back and like make more changes to their movies, you yeah, know, whenever they post, can. Post, you know, yeah. it's like, oh no, we need to add more, more, uh, more stormtroopers on yeah. top of slugs, you know, yeah, or whatever. He's, he's, like, he's like, I, oh, yeah, I know, I always wanted more stuff in Moss Eisley, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, cool, whatever. Um, and so, uh, what her, she was saying was like, hey, this is an asset from that I bought. Like this is someone that someone made online. I bought this is a truck, um, awesome. actually, and she linked to where you can buy the asset, you know. And she was like, because she said for a while when it before uh, for uh, Fortnite before Firewatch came out, yeah. she uh, they were talking about possibly like, well, if this doesn't come out, maybe we just sell the assets, you know. And she's like, well, I was kind of I was kind of embarrassed, you know, how you know bad some of the assets were in terms of like design. <laughs> um, and yeah. like, and then we were buying stuff. But the thing is, like, it all worked. It works together. And like, hmm. if if what you're doing um, for your game works, then it works. You yeah. know, just like, just do it um, and just make it. You know, she's like, some of the trees just look 
horrendous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know. Well, and it works really well in some in some respects, like stylized. Like, or if you, you want to trans like transport that over into something like if if you're working within a genre that is like, oh man, the f- the the stylized look of that tree or that flaws in that tree are part of it. You know, it's oh, like yeah, that's sure. that's definitely a thing where it's like yeah. this isn't like a photorealistic, like we're not trying to be the last of us or something like that, where it's like, this is looks, this could be a real world if you just take a screenshot, you know? Um, and, uh, I think that works really well for, for people with, you know, those, those like lower budgets and they can still do something that is gorgeous and, and is immediately like, this is not anything less than a a masterpiece as far as that goes. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good pick. I'm excited for that to come to switch. I'm very pumped. It's out now, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 not yet. Not, it's later this year. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, Next game on my list, Chris, is an Xbox exclusive, mm. and it is uh, Sunset Overdrive. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Sunset Overdrive. I mean, this game. Like, I would be remiss yeah. uh, on this list if I didn't put this game down. Yeah. And to the point, like, Spider-Man has not come out yet. Yeah. But to the point where I feel like this game is the reason that they were like they were granted Spider-Man like the Spider-Man license of like hey the the fact that the traversal is so much fun mm-hmm. and it's sure it's got like the punk rock aesthetic and like some people that turns off like turns them off a little bit so it's like but it's got humor and it's got that traversal that fun gameplay traversal like literally i was trying to find excuses to go like the long way to places oh, yeah, in this definitely. game where it's not i, I, I never fast traveled yeah. did you ever fast travel no. i never fast no, traveled never um, and apparently the fast travel mechanic is really fun. I think the only time I fast traveled was at, like at the end when I was trying to clean things up and get all the achievements where like I had to go across the map and come straight back. It was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, and this is one that came out within the first like year or yeah. like year and a half, I guess, yeah. probably for, probably for within the first year of the console generation, which yeah. is like unheard of for some of the, like something that is this good. Yeah. Like generally like you get, you hit your stride and you figure out what is this generation or like, yeah. what can this generation really be capable of? Um, later on in in a like even now like we're we're hitting that point with like god of war we're hitting that point with with like uh with all the games that are coming coming out like red dead redemption 2 and stuff like we're definitely hitting that point um where it's like man we know what these consoles can do uh but this game came out within that first year it's fantastic it's it's uh, a stylized art style again so it's gorgeous as well um man if, if nobody if somebody hasn't played sunset overdrive and especially if you haven't played sunset overdrive and or don't have a ps4 to play like spider-man just play just play uh sunset overdrive so is this was that four that is four okay so, so my there, fifth and final yep um a game i haven't finished yet but i love yeah is quantum break yeah and i know you played all the way through that i almost this was um, almost my other one my other xbox exclusive so. uh but yeah you know it's an xbox exclusive um it's just a wild game, dude. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Yeah. Um, especially even the TV like parts of it. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to explain that. It's really hard to explain the TV um, portion. And uh, yeah, that's uh, just the, the particle physics are cool in there. The visuals are awesome. The, the mm. story is cool, and the way they incorporate like that was a, one of those next gen things. Whenever you know Microsoft released the Xbox the first time, they're like you know. We're gonna have all these TV things, and this was one of them. You know, <laughs> yeah. your games are gonna be TV. And all that stuff. We're gonna make your games television, and it's like I don't want my games to be television. But it was cool, you know. It like, is. I w- I don't want every game like that. No. But 
Um, I don't even want their next game to be like that, but it really worked for this one um, because it allowed you a different perspective that wasn't tied to your character. Yeah. Because the TV show is about other characters, not about the main character that you're playing as in the gameplay. Um, It's interesting to me on that game... I guess it was about the second play session. So like I did this in, in chunks of each night I would play, like I would play the, the gameplay. Then whenever it hit the television show, I would get a drink, watch television show. But by the second night you have enough powers in the gameplay where I was just like, I have never, never done anything quite like this in a Mm -hmm. video game before. Mm -hmm. And so like just from a gameplay level, like television aside, like that being the, like the hook or whatever, like that that completely removed. It's still fantastically fun to play. Oh yeah, you feel like a superhero, and uh, and with amazing powers, and uh, and that was that was fun about that game. I'm glad you, glad that one's on the list. Um, my final game, Chris, is uh, Celeste. Mm. This game so good and it's not like it's a pixel art game and so it's not like it's like really pushing the system to to new heights as far as a uh a performance perspective but from a game design perspective like i i love love platformers i'm not super great at platformers super hard platformers i i always uh feel the the hooks and the the like super meat boy like i i played through a lot of that game never finished it though because man it just like punishes you mm. but celeste is the first game that is arguably pretty hard like it's a it's a pretty hard platformer um that i've gone all the way to completion on it um because of the story because of the fact that like the music like whenever i would pop on those headphones and be in that in that world it was just so engrossing to like try to get these like the the beats and the rhythms and whenever you go from screen to screen and you start like going oh man i'm actually good at this game the music would build and like whenever you finally hit that breakthrough moment of each level where like i know everything mechanically that this level is doing i know what the you know what the traps look like i know what the the different platforms that'll shoot me over there will look like whenever the music kind of just like ramps up and gets rolling you feel so good like and so happy um so this game it's it's very special like it's it's probably it's definitely in my top 10 favorite games of all time as well Mm. um because of just that experience Mm. and the experience that i uniquely had with it where people were like oh this is a great game and i was like oh let me try it and i didn't really have much else to play around the first years in january and uh and it definitely like it deals with some really cool topic matter, some like some things that games don't deal with, like with anxiety and things like that. And, and the gameplay feeds into to all of those things of like, mm-hmm. hey, you will never necessarily be good at dealing with anxiety, just like you're never good at like platforming this thing. You're mm-hmm. never gonna like completely master it, not hit the spikes and fall down or whatever. But it's the matter is like you get back up and you try it again and you succeed further and further each time so it's uh it's a definitely a, a unique experience that is one of my favorite games mm. of this generation that's awesome well there you go that's our top 10 games of this generation if the generation ends today now I mean, it just ended man yep man. xbox 2 is out playstation 5 it's out it's crazy wonder what they're like <laughs> uh um so next week we are talking about we're ranking uh, so we're we're through the first twenty movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I kind of wish right. we were doing this after like this after the full end of Phase Three. Yeah, it's like but a, we'll we'll update the list. Yeah, we'll update it. We're gonna we'll, rank the first twenty. I like it. The first twenty games, gonna rank them, and the first ten years, and um, 
of the Marvel movies. Yeah. I also like the fact that it is an even 20, so it's like you can figure out where's that, like the halfway point. Is this in the in the best half or the worst half mm, of we'll the Marvel we'll see. Cinematic I, Universe? I think we have a problem in that you haven't watched Iron Man 3. This is right. I'm just going to have to defer to you on where that one goes, man. <laughs> you, uh, you need to watch it, man. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We'll uh, do that next week. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777 And at Stay Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.